can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> let the boy watch. The way he learned from his Welcome father. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Golden Great Productions. Today we're going to be talking about the 1992 drama A Few Good Men. Directed by Rob Reiner, written by... What's his name again? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin, my favorite. Starring Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Pollack, and JT Walsh. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. And alongside me is the cuz. Cousin Benny, how you doing? Doing great. I got no oh, jokes. Well. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Serious movie. <laughs> <laughs> And alongside us, our friend and co-host Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Chilly, but good. Any code reds lately? In my pants last night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's had what to I like. Put the to fire hear. out. Had to put the fire out. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like Robbie said, this is let the boys watch. And this week, it was legal drama week. Um, so we ended up watching A Few Good Men, which was, I think it was pretty soundly voted upon, right? Like, they're not even close to the other two. Rainmaker and whatever the other one was. Primal Fear, right? Yeah. Primal Fear got a few votes, but nothing like the... Uh, <laughs> nothing like the uh, Juggernaut. Um, a Few Good Men. Yeah. And... uh Few Good Men, like we said, uh, directed by Rob Reiner, one of my faves, and written by Aaron Sorkin, one of my sometimes faves. Uh, came out in 1992. Uh, big year. I don't know if you guys remember, but I know you, you Italians would probably have memorials for it. But John Gotti was sentenced to life in prison that year, so I'm sorry. The king. Oh, I thought it was the uh, the 500 year <laughs> anniversary of Columbus. Stay on the ocean blue. <laughs> oh, that's it. Rest some power. Um, but yeah, so typically we watch movies that uh one or all of us haven't seen. And I don't remember, but who has seen a few good men? Not me. Nobody. You haven't seen it, Rob? I thought you did. No, just bits and pieces, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, just enough to give away the whole entire movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, for the first time ever, I'm also in the same boat. I've never seen the full movie before. Really, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I same as Robbie. Like I saw bits and pieces, just enough to ruin the entire plot. So, <laughs> yeah, no surprises. Um, but it's pretty well regarded. Um, you know. Uh, got a pretty good rating. I think did it did it win anything? I don't even remember. Let me take a look here. A few good men awards. No, uh, people's choice. So. People's choice award for favorite drama. It looks like Demi Moore won that. So it looks like 
Nothing so, like so no. <laughs> yeah, nothing. It was nominated for four Oscars. Yeah, MTV Movie not. Awards Best Movie of the Year, nineteen ninety three. It won. <laughs> yeah. Fuck out of here. Jesus. Um. All right. Well, yeah. So typically we watch movies that uh, either one or all of us haven't seen. And this week we're in for a treat because none of us have seen the full movie. So I'm curious what we're all going to think. Um, I think Robbie and my uh, like impressions going into this movie are probably pretty similar. So, Robbie, what did what did you think going in? Like we said, we kind of knew what happened. Um, yeah, I don't know what my impressions were really. I figured obviously you hear that or you see that. You can't handle the truth. I mean, that's probably obviously the the most famous line from this movie and most iconic line. Um, yeah, I guess my impressions were solid actors, probably good screenplay with it. You know, I love I love some courtroom drama in my life, so I guess my impressions were going into it were just kind of I don't know. I really don't know. My brain's a little foggy. It's okay. Ryan, take it away, guys. I don't know. That's I. Uh, I yeah, kind of similar though. Honestly, I didn't really have any um, impressions one way or the other. Uh, I assumed it was you know a very good legal drama because of you know how many people said it said it was good, how many people voted on it, um, and I knew the you know the whole you can't handle the truth, and I assumed Jack Nicholson would put in a dynamite uh performance which he did um but yeah i didn't i assumed it was good that's basically all i had going in just because of everything i had heard benny did you have any any thoughts going into this movie so obviously you know like you guys mentioned i've definitely knew what the big dramatic moment of this movie was but i didn't know what was behind that i thought that uh you know when you hear something like code red like i thought he authorized like some type of attack on an enemy or or something committed a war crime i thought it was not that the fact that somebody died was not that serious but i didn't and that almost uh, we'll get into it uh made it a little bit more interesting but yeah i thought it was like a very serious thing that happened during wartime um I thought somebody got bit by a dog, maybe, but damn it, know. I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> uh no, yeah, yeah, I thought the the plot itself was maybe a little bit more serious in terms of what the actual code red was. Um, uh, but as far as expectations, um I don't know. I I'm always like a little torn on Tom Cruise movies. Uh, I don't know if I like him or I hate him. I'm kind of starting to think that way about Jack Nicholson too. Like, not that I hate Jack Nicholson, but like his performances are always like leave a little something. Like he either went a little too hard or he like was a little too bland. Um, so I, you know, I was kind of interested going into this one as as to what I was going to get out of it. Um, without going too much into my, you know, my review of it, I was surprised at the actors that did pop up in this movie. Um, so yeah, just overall, I was excited to see the cast and what the actual story was. I mean, to just to connect to what you're saying, I feel like other than The Shining and maybe a handful of other movies, like pretty much every Jack Nicholson performance is 
Jack Nicholson just talking and being angry. Like, yeah. But, but I uh, felt like, you know, when we talked about the departed, like he was a little like, you know, we all kind of thought maybe he was a little too crazy in that one. Yeah. Um, you know, where he could have just let the he, his best moments in that movie were him being re- like the crazy reserved person that, you know, all the all the threat was implied rather than him actually freaking out. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Jack Nicholson right now. Yeah, I agree. Um. Robbie, anything to add, or should we go into some overall impressions and plum scores? Oh, we go to impressions. Okay. Um, anyone want to start? Why don't you start? You you haven't seen this movie either, so let's hear from you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I I didn't really have any preconceived notions other than thinking like, oh, this will be a good courtroom drama. I, I could go for a good courtroom drama right about now. I mean, I've seen my cousin Vinny about. 4 million times at, the, at this <laughs> point. Um, and watching this movie, I think I told you guys, I fell asleep the first time. So, <laughs> See, now that hits a little bit harder knowing that you hadn't seen it. I thought you've already seen it. So ah. I'm interested. Like, did you just get bored? I mean, to be fair, I was fucking tired. Uh, okay. I think the kid woke me up at like five something that day. But um, yeah, to be honest, other than the jack nicholson tom cruise uh scene you know kind of the the final dramatic scene of the movie i didn't love it i did not really care for it too much i thought it was kind of boring um i i liked some of it like it was you know semi-interesting i liked you know some of the dialogue and um i mean to me more come on Big time Minx. Always like seeing her. Um, and some of the performances were good. I love Kevin Pollock. I love uh Kiefer Sutherland was good in this. Um, who is the what's the actor's name? The guy who uh killed himself, the the one officer that was like kind of like this was fucked up. Was that um JT Walsh? That was JT Walsh. He was really good in this. Um, and I, I agree with you, like Tom Cruise, I kind of I'm on the fence with him. Like some of his movies I like and some of his performances I like, but I just, I cannot separate the fact that he is such a fucking weirdo in real life. It It's hard for me to fully engage with him, but he was good in this movie to be fair to him. Um, he didn't smile big. So you didn't see that weird middle tooth he has. So that was nice. <laughs> that was the first thing I said after the movie. She was like too focused on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it wasn't a bad movie. I just wasn't super engaged. Um, you know, the the ending scene with him and Jack and everything else definitely was captivating. It definitely like felt like it. You know, if I, if maybe I watched it in ninety two or whenever, wow. 92 I was young but years ago and just kind of watch that maybe I would feel differently but yeah other than that one big scene kind of meh for me I don't I don't really know like how again th- like this is another thing with Sorkin where I'm like do I like him is he like way more dramatic than he needs to be at all times 
that's kind of how I felt with this movie a little bit. Like, yeah, no, the dialogue was good, but it was also like everything was the most dramatic moment of the film. Like him hitting ground balls to some dude that couldn't field, you know, a beach <laughs> ball. Like the, you know, that was like such a serious scene. And like they everything was just like super serious and every every single conversation between um Tom Cruise and Demi Moore was like such a verbal back and forth with the two of them. It just like everything felt like over dramatic. Um, obviously everything pays off in that last scene. And that's where like, you know, the dialogue really, really shines and, you know, kind of makes everything worth it. And, you know, I wonder if I didn't know that last scene was coming, how I would have felt. Maybe. Because, yeah, me too. Uh, I feel like I was giving it a lot of slack knowing that that's what we were going to get to and it everything was going to kind of pay off. Um, so I enjoyed it. I felt like I was, um, I felt like I was engaged. I wanted to kind of find out. I wanted to see them pulling at all the little threads. I like how the story came together slowly over time. Um, is it, was it my favorite movie? No. What I've, love to recast some people as Matt Damon. Sure. A plethora of people I could have recasted <laughs> as Matt Damon in this movie. We'll get to that later. Um, Jack Nicholson to me felt like I, I like the, I, the first scene that he was in, like the kind of establishes his character. I felt like he was a little like going through his mode, going through the, the motions a little bit in that scene. Like it was good but it just felt like very dry and bland. And I guess that that's kind of the character in a way, but that was the first thing that kind of stuck, stuck out to me with Jack Nicholson. Um, again, Tom Cruise. I, I don't know. Is this the same character he plays in Jerry Maguire? Just kind of different and rain man, just a little bit different. It's it all kinds of feel, you know, Anna. he's that, that dickish arrogant guy that just has a little bit of tweak in each movie. Um, but yeah, that that was the one thing that the one question I had was like, if I didn't know that last scene was coming, how how would have I have felt about this movie? But I enjoyed it. I wish it was a little bit shorter. I mean, there was definitely some stuff I would have cut out of there. But at the end of the day, I felt like it wasn't time wasted and I enjoyed it. So do it for me. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Um, not my favorite Sorkin uh, screenplay. I think it doesn't hold a candle to... Um, the social network. I thought it was a little like uh not all over the place, but like Benny, you said, it was just like everything was so fucking dramatic. Every scene had to be dramatic. Um the interrogation scenes, the scenes where they meet the two um uh marine guys and you know when it first starts. Cruise just going fucking ballistic every fucking five seconds. <laughs> I did enjoy Tom Cruise's performance. I really did. Um I thought he was very good in this movie. I think it was one of my favorite performances of you know of his career, I think for the movies that I saw, I did enjoy Jack Nicholson a lot in this movie. I thought he was great. Um, really played a fucking fantastic asshole. I need, I just need more Kevin Bacon <laughs> in my life. I, I need more, more bacon, uh, you know, both the meat and the other, or the pork and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I think I love Kevin Bacon. I could have used some more Kiefer Sutherland as well. Uh, yeah, I thought the screenplay was good. I did. I, and anytime, you know, you have legal drama and DC is at the forefront of um, a movie. I, I love it. I love Washington. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, I felt like 
the story or the reason why they were going, you know, going to jail or having this this court case, I could have used something more. I mean, obviously somebody did did lose their life and that was and that was, you know, because of an accident and something somebody, you know, kind of ordered to happen, but give me something more like Benny was saying, I, I would have liked something like where, you know, they assassinated somebody or they fucking blew, blew a town up on accident. And they ordered, <laughs> like, like you said, they ordered like a code red or something like that. Something like more intense. Um, yeah. I thought it was stupid. Kind of how the movie ended. I think Jack Nelson, maybe take a fucking chill pill guy. You're not really, <laughs> you know, um, but other than that, you know, I thought it was You're good. Fucking with the wrong Marine. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great performances in this movie. Uh, a lot of great great actors, you know, cast in this movie. And like Benny said, I there's a few actors that really could have just could have just been cut, and they could have cut every single scene. I wouldn't have cared. But I thought it was a good movie. Was it great? No. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. But uh, now I'm kind of upset. This I really would have liked to either watch the Rainmaker or Primal Fear more than this i think same i I, i'm kind of like i'm torn with with how i feel about it being a different crime because i do like that the whole thread about i mean but i guess you could have did that with with any other crime where like do you follow an order no matter what you know i mean it's instilled in them that they have to follow the order but that could have really been about anything um I definitely feel that I, I, I do what you're saying about Jack Nicholson at the end of the movie. Like that's kind of how I feel with him where he's either like not playing it enough or he's like overplaying it. And, you know, that's not that it took anything away from the movie with me for me, but just kind of the thing I've been taking away from Jack Nicholson. I feel like we've watched him in a ton of movies now at this point. Um, But yeah, they, I, I definitely love, I think, Ryan, you mentioned it, Kevin Pollack being in the movie. I was super pumped that his his part was so big in the movie. Like, he's kind of one of those guys that you never really notice. I don't think he's in a, he either he's in a ton of stuff and just has small parts or, but he's a, a funny comedian. I'm glad that he was in this movie and, and played kind of a big part. Like you said, I feel like, like Nicholson played, like overplayed the part in Shining. But to a good extent, that's what the the part I feel like was for. Whereas the departed, it was like, my man, we need to like pump the brakes a little bit on on this performance. Like I don't, I I I know you're a, a menacing, you know, mobster. I, I don't need you to pull out somebody's hand while you're having lobster fucking bisque at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like I'm, I I don't care. It's not scaring me. Like it's yeah. unrealistic. So yeah, he's all over the place. But I mean. That's Jack, I guess, right? Yeah. That's what you signed up for. That's right. Um, can I make three quick points uh, before yeah, please. we do plum scores? Um, so one for for each of you. One, uh, Benny, yeah, like I think we both said it, um, but I, as we're talking, I really think knowing the ending like fucked me. I, I think because I had no like urgency to find out like what's going to happen like i I, there was no well i knew the whole time wow they're gonna get to this end scene and it's gonna go good for tom cruise and his clients and like whatever so there was no at no point was like oh they're fucked now 
they're fucked. <laughs> yeah. So that one hundred percent hurt the you know watching this movie for me, and that kind of sucks. I'm mad about that now. Um, to Robbie, to your point about the screenplay, I you know I definitely agree. Like Social Network, Moneyball, um, some of his shows like West Wing, um, definitely better. We know this was his first uh you know major screenplay um but i did read just before that um there was extensive rewrites uh both from the studio from his based on his play so the studio meddled because he was a first-time screenwriter and then rob reiner signed on and he had some clout so he kind of got the studio out but then also um made sorkin rewrite a lot of shit so like maybe that's why it got like maybe a little watered down or like not so tight or you know whatever there was even a a written sex scene between Kathy and Galloway that got cut out but the studio wanted it so you know Thank maybe God, because because that tension was oh god I could feel oh. through the fucking television screen <laughs> talk about a code red <laughs> yeah those two wow Tom Cruise you're not a fucking undercover uh I, I I'm I'm glad that that wasn't in there like I didn't yes. need I didn't need that in this movie. I didn't need a love story in the middle of it on top of everything else. And I was almost kind of bummed when they went on that, uh, you know, air quote date. I was like, come on, we're really going to do this now. And especially like an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. Now we're going to set this up. Right. Um, I, I'm super interested in, in seeing the play. I mean, obviously it's, you know, too, too little too late for that, but I would have been interested to kind of see how this played out on the stage I bet and, on a play and a play would be really good. Yeah. And, you know, now that you, you mentioned it, Ryan, like. I thought that I enjoyed it more because I knew the ending and I. Was trying to figure out how we get to that from all these kind of scenes that were like not mid, but like, all right, now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. And I was kind of looking for all those little things that were going to set Jessup up at the end. Um, but yeah, maybe the other, you know, maybe there, you know, all those tense moments that I was kind of like, all right, we're, we're, it's a little over dramatic now is because I knew, you know, at the end of the day, what's going to happen anyway. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a good point that you brought up. Yeah. I feel like the best part about a legal drama is cause you're like, how they're going to do it. Like how they're going to get these guys off or how, you know, yeah. how they're going to convict this person or whatever. And like, we didn't have that feeling at least i didn't have that feeling the entire movie i was just like all right just kind of like get to the good part i don't know i was uh i was shocked that they were discharged that's the only thing i was shocked about maybe yeah. I, maybe that was stupid i sort of sh should have saw that coming but like another thing like demi moore eating crabs with a knife like that psycho move or psycho move. legit that was, I think that might have been the best thing she did in the whole movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, Benny, as a resident crab expert. <laughs> yes. Crazy or not crazy? Not crazy. Not crazy. I like it. It's a little bit of a wild card move. You know, you're already in there smashing things with a hammer. You know, it's already a dangerous thing eating crabs. So why not sure. throw a knife into the mix? Get it, you know, get it really wild. All right. That's true. You you are the crab guy, so. <laughs> Were you guys not fans of Demi Moore in this movie? Um, I so let let's get into it in Lee's favorite characters. Okay, all right, fair. Let's let's do that.
Um, one last point I want to make before we do plum scores is I would love it. We have plenty of friends and family and hopefully some listeners that have served. None of us have served. I'm curious to know if be, you know, having served, does this movie hit different for you or does it like kind of, I don't know, like more, is it more nostalgic? Is it like, do you kind of like understand the, the orders and following the orders and all that stuff like versus us not ever living that life. So please send us an email. Um, I didn't mention it earlier, but LTBW podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm very curious, like to know, you know, the, does this movie hit different because you, you serve the country or, or not? Maybe it doesn't. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, projecting. Who wants to give their plum scores first? You go. You as in as in you? As in you go. <laughs> you go, boss. Just fucking go. All right. <laughs> Always gotta be up my ass. Oh, stop <laughs> it. It's what'd you say before? Fantastic asshole. Well, that's that's why I'm always up your ass. <laughs> that? I think you called Jack Nicholson a fantastic asshole. <laughs> Did I? I think so. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I I I'm gonna give it a pretty low score and giving it I feel like I feel bad doing it because again, I think after talking to you guys, I would have liked it more if I didn't already know the ending, but I'm gonna give it a six point six. It passes. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed watching it. I'll probably never want to watch it ever again. Um, it was very, very 90s. So besides, you know, the dialogue was great. The fucking music was like so late 80s, 90s, like cheesy movie music. I thought that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But again, it was it's very low for me because I think knowing the ending ruined it. I didn't realize that before until we started talking. So, six six. Robbie, that's tough. That's a tough one. Um, the acting was great. The screenplay was good. All right, I love, I love, uh, I love great acting. I love great, great writing, great dialogue. Um, I love movies where, you know. Tension can be cut with a knife through dialogue, not a lot of violence and 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 you know certain aspects like that. So I think this movie delivered on that. I mean, there's a lot of great actors in this movie, and there's a lot of great performances. You know, sans a few that I I really don't care for, but I think it did the job for the movie that it was. It's a you know a legal drama, courtroom drama, something that you know. I think a tense thriller. I mean, it didn't it didn't affect me or wouldn't affect my score because I kind of knew the ending. I mean, I take the movie as it is, and the the score and the soundtrack. I mean, it is what it is for, to me, especially like early nineties. Um, I struggled a bit. I'm not going to give it in the sevens, but I think. I'm going to go 8.1 for my plum. I'm a sucker. Uh, I, I don't like bashing movies. 
I don't, I don't <laughs> think I, I think George is my lowest score at a seven. No, actually, almost famous was. I don't even know what that was. But Kate Hudson can go suck my ass. I'm done with her. <laughs> she suck your fantastic she asshole. <laughs> she whatever well, she gets. What was it? 8.2? 1. 1. 8.1. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in a similar boat where, like, I I don't know where, where to rank it amongst the movies we've watched. But I really did enjoy watching it. What I watched again, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as the, the both you guys. I, I don't think I would. I'm glad I did, though. There's a lot of things in this movie that like had me wondering what if they cast somebody different here? What if there was a different director? Like Rob Reiner's good. I, I don't think this was the project for him, honestly. Like it just it was missing a little something direction wise for me. It you know wasn't it wasn't done uh, as well. Like it, it felt like the tone of the dialogue and the direction, like didn't match up to me, but all that being said, like I, I don't want to give it in the sevens either, but I realize like, I like 25th hour more than this movie, but, and I, and I gave 25th hour an eight, which stay tuned to the end of the year. That might change, but I will still, go over eight for it and give it an 8.1 just because like that, that last scene is just so friggin' iconic. And it is like, it is worth sitting through the whole movie to get to that point. So I, I'm going to give it some respect, put respect on its name and give it uh, an 8.1. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, whatever you want to say about Nicholson, but I mean, he is getting after it in that scene. And he makes that entire scene. And even it's not even just you can't handle the truth. Like you need me on that wall. And, and yeah. those like that entire lead up is fantastic. Um, I'm with you, Benny. I want my crime dramas, my courtroom dramas. I want Tom Cruise walking in the street, right? Just walking us north. And then some fucking goon comes up to him and threatens his life. Because <laughs> he knows he knows where this because where this is gonna lead to in the courtroom. Yeah. You mentioned John Gotti before rest in peace to the to the God. But you know, he in, <laughs> intimidation, jurors, like, yo, here's 20k. You know, you you're we're gonna get a hung jury here. You're not gonna, you're not gonna give me a guilty <laughs> verdict. Like, give me those little intricate details. Like, I feel like I could have used something like that, Benny. I, I never thought of that until you brought that up. Like, like Rob Reiner, like stick to all in the family and stand by me and things like that. Just uh Give me somebody. Give me some voter intimidation, or some jury intimidation. You know, threaten Tom Cruise's life and uh, make it a little more tense. And that was kind of how I felt, like with Markinson. Like there was there was a missed opportunity with that for me. Like, yeah, okay, he like gave Tom Cruise a little bit of info, but for that dramatic, he's in the back of the car and then he's killing himself. And all that in between was like really nothing with him. And like, okay, he said like one or two things, but the, the, how important they seem to make his character, like how he got spurned in the beginning of the movie. Oh, he disappeared. Like now he's gone. And oh shit, he's in the back of his car, Michael Myers style. Like <laughs> I also like ultimately kind of felt like his storyline fell flat and it really could have been you know, a, a courtroom showdown between Jessup and him after like they had that scene in the beginning of the movie. Now the the, the roles are flipped and Markinson has the, the hand up because he knows what actually happened. And you never got that, you know, that payoff of, of him. Um, 
other than like a cheap, oh, well, now we're fucked like <laughs> 10 minutes before the movie ends. So I don't know. Like the, I, like I said, I enjoyed it and I want to give the movie respect because I, I, you know, of all the guys that are in it and they killed it and the dialogue and all that kind of stuff. But there were definitely some things that were missing. Six point six. I don't. I, I don't hate it. I mean, if that's it passes. Um. No, I, I. I think. I think you're right, Robbie. Like, I think you're the one who said this. Like, or Benny. R- Rob Reiner probably wasn't the director for this movie. Um, it could have used maybe someone who made it a little more intense. A, a I want agreement. Even though I like guys... Rob Reiner. Yeah, no, I like Rob Reiner too. Did, did you guys notice it? We this scene where I think it was what's his name uh, when Downey is testifying and it's raining outside. You could see on the outside of the window like the green screen. No, I didn't notice that. I I'll, I'll try to fi- I'll try to find the picture of it, but you could see like on the outside of the window sill. There's like a strip of green screen. I'm like, you can't let that shit happen. Like, all right, maybe in '92 it's a little bit different, but. Still, yeah, that's pretty rough. Is that better or worse than a coffee cup? Oh, this is worse because I didn't <laughs> yeah. notice the coffee cup. I mean, some people got the eagle eye and they they saw the coffee cup in Game of Thrones, but yeah, this was worse. I mean, that's like it was like so obvious, and it happened in like multiple scenes that with the green screen outside the courtroom window. But uh, I, yeah, I didn't notice. Um. All right. Should we do uh, characters or scenes? What do you guys feel like doing first? Let's do characters. Okay. You want me to go back? Yeah, let's go. Robbie go. That's favorite. Robbie, you get to choose and go first. Favorite or or not favorite characters? Uh, I'll go least favorite character. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So my least favorite character. And I found out that he was like Rob Reiner's assistant doing some uh, some research before this film. And I can't get his name up. It is Harold, I think. Is it Harold? Wolfgang Bodison? Wolfgang Bodison. Hal? Hal. There's only one Wolfgang, and that's fucking puck for me, buddy. <laughs> I'm not in. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. He 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 just took me out of the scenes that he was in. I understand. I mean, there could have been. Uh, give me Cuba Gooding Jr. in as as him, yeah. and get and flip it. I mean, Cuba would have been fantastic in this movie, even though he's an absolute psychopath. But he's a great actor. I thought he would have killed that part. I just think there were a lot of parts where he it, it was. You could tell that he wasn't the strongest actor. And I don't even I don't, I don't even know if he had any parts after this movie. Maybe a few, but. Like again, it's the same stuff over and over again. What are we looking at during like the <laughs> casting? It's it it boggles my mind. It's like if I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, ah, this guy really doesn't have it. Or I mean, we could have got somebody else for this guy's part. Uh and I'm not a casting director or like that. Yeah, maybe you make some some deals because you like this person, like you know this person, but I mean, some of these people are fucking terrible actors. Um, yeah, I didn't like him at all. He everything he was doing was 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 annoying me his salutes were annoying um the way he was trying to say was he the main one of the guys accused 
Yeah, yeah he was the one that gave um, Downey the order, the code red. So uh, Kiefer Sutherland gave. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah. He's the Dawson. one who t- who talked the most in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. I um, feel like we're avoiding saying the black one, but yes, he was the black one. Ah, but yeah, he was. Um, he's Robbie. Just so you're aware, he's been in seventy things since this. Really? Yeah, mostly like bit parts and and shows and stuff. But I guess hopefully he was just like, hopefully he was just like dead body number like six. background. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, he was dead body number twelve in Law and Order. The fuck out of here, Wolfgang. Uh, yeah, no, it just it. There are so many, so many other actors that could have played that part and made a. I I would have loved for Cuba Gooding Jr. to to switch roles with him. I think he would have he would have nailed it. Um, yeah. Uh, Harold Dawson. Um, please, I wish I wish he was replaced by Andre Dawson. <laughs> you know what this movie made me realize too, like how important it is for some guys to have longer hair, because Kiefer Sutherland looked like crap with the with the short hair. Kevin Bacon with the army haircut, not a good look for him. Uh, and even the even um, what's his name Downey, the short hair just wasn't working for him. So grow your hair out some uh maybe cement. maybe it was done because they didn't want to take away from Tom Cruise. I mean, if you get bacon and Sutherland with with long locks and great hair, maybe it's taken away and, and Cruise isn't having it. Yeah, it's very possible. He might have been in his contract. Yeah, yeah I, need to, I need people to be <laughs> more ugly than me. Yeah. yeah. No one salad looks better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not kind of surprised. I I like Dawson. I liked uh Wolfgang in that part. I I thought he was he was like you know stiff as wood, but I thought that was like the 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 way Point. he was supposed to be played. Yeah. Like I I know, but I know what you're saying. Like he he could have been done even better, but I thought I thought he was decent. I mean, it's no it's no fucking surprise. I mean, he, <laughs> was, he liked Tiny Lester. You like Tiny Lester? Want to fuck with me? I mean, it's no surprise. That's what you want to do until <laughs> the day I finally fucking snap and and you know. Go ballistic on a seven state killing spree. Oh but you're a tiny lester, you're a tiny lester guy. I mean, it's 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 it is what it is. Stop it. <laughs> no, I mean I I agree with you, Robbie. I feel like and I agree with I agree with Ryan to the point where it's like, yeah, that's kind of the point. He's just like this blank marine that's just following orders and all that kind of stuff. But as soon as you said Cuba Gooding Jr. as him, I was like, Yes, yes, that would have made it a thousand times better. And uh I would have been all in on that. I mean, Cuba was fantastic in uh, with that. Was it Robert De Niro when he played? Was it the, was it a Navy SEAL or was it a Marine? I forgot the name of the movie. Oh uh, so yeah, it was like submarine. Man of Honor, going, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said before he's a psycho. He's he's is he a crazy person? He's like gotten arrested a bunch, like inappropriately touching women and doing shit like that. Oh really? Oh shit! And he was just like recently arrested. Like I think Galicia's like groping somebody, doing something weird to somebody in a club or something like that. Fuck Cuba. Show me the money. That's what happens when you get the money. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> ben, you want to go for least, or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. Um, I- I'm gonna go with Demi Moore as Joanne Galloway. I and not and I don't know if it's any fault of her own. I wonder if it's like. I've heard so many times people have beef with Aaron Sarkin with the way that he writes women and it's just not 
very realistic. And I don't know if that was just sticking in my mind, but her character just didn't feel authentic to me. Like I, I like the idea of her character, but it just, I didn't feel like was executed well enough. Like they made Tom Cruise so complex and like all this different thing, all these different things going on. And even like Kevin Pollack had, had that backstory of his family and, and his, you know, his, his baby and the wife at home, even though you didn't see it, but with Demi Moore's character, it just kind of felt like, Oh, I'm a woman in the army and uh, in the Navy and no one takes me seriously, which is like, I feel like how, all right, this is the basic way you write a woman. So I, I kind of would have liked more complexity to her character or maybe just somebody else in the role that could have added that without necessarily it needing it to be in the script. Demi Moore's okay as an actress. I don't think that this was maybe the part for her or the part just wasn't written good enough. So I don't want to shit on Aaron Sorkin or her, but the mixture of those two just didn't, it just wasn't it for me. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she's a good actress in any, in anything. G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. She ruined ghosts for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Swayze was Swayze obviously, but she definitely ruined ghosts for me. I'm trying to think like who, who would be a better actress to play this part. I don't really know any like early night, like nineties actresses. Meg Ryan, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. No, uh, uh, what's her name? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Foster. Would have been good. That's it. That's a good. Would have been a good one. Julianne Moore, maybe. Oh yeah. Okay. Kate Hudson. Helen <laughs> Hunt. Helen oh, Hunt. Oh yeah, Helen Hunt, maybe. Christy maybe. Alley. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a tight window. She would have been able to play her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Roseanne uh, Barr. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was going to say that. Good joke. So I have a partner, even though you hate me. Well, I hate your guts, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. Um, Roseanne Barr would have been good. <laughs> they could have took a break in the middle of the movie and had her sing the national anthem. Oh, you my know? God. Before the before the, the, the court, you know, the proceedings <laughs> yeah. start. Yeah, another psycho. Um, so I'm gonna my least favorite character is very similar to Robbie's, even though I broke his balls about it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Downey. Um, I just thought he was annoying. Like, I think that was the point, but he still annoyed me. So, I mean, he I he lost it for me when he was like blubbering on the stand and he was like how what do i say yeah, do yeah I, say? Come on. I was like come on buddy like just figure it out dude but yeah he he stung yeah the you, Marie, to... you went through crazy training and, and you're shitting your pants on the stand and asking how what to do <laughs> yeah the the two of them like it just it just you know again like robbie said like what are we doing what are like how did these guys get through auditions I mean, just because they had like, you know, marine haircuts, like what, what was it? What won them the part? Uh, it, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Wonder... Just give me, sorry. Just give me fucking Woody Harrelson and Wesley <laughs> Snipes. All right. That's the it. So they get discharged. Spin off. Yeah. In California. 
and they learn how to play basketball together. They have nothing to do, they're losing <laughs> their minds, and they just enter a basketball <laughs> tournament in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Street ball. <laughs> White man can't jump. That might be, that's like low nines for me. I fucking love that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Love that movie. Um, all right. Who directed so, that? What white man can't jump? Yeah, I don't know. Great question. Mm-hmm. Once you look that up, uh, does anyone know. have any Ani mentions for least favorite characters? I think that was Rob Reiner. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, Shelton. That sounds familiar. I forgot what else he directed. Um, yeah, give me Man at the Bar, Aaron Sorkin. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of people. Like I'm so, so tired of people trying to be all in the videos. Oh, you know, <laughs> all in the records, all in the records. When ex- executive producer all in the videos. Yeah. Um, coming to death row. I I just yeah. I mean he. I could have done him without him in the social network. You know I don't need him anywhere. I mean he was looking looking like a minx at the bar. I get it. He's probably took that girl home, gave her the old, gave her the old how you been. But yeah, um, man at the bar, Aaron Sorkin, stay out of the movies, man. Just write them. Yeah. And I wanted to mention this earlier. Like, we've talked about a lot of, you know, like, what were you guys thinking when you when you casted this person? I feel like a lot of movies, especially earlier on, there was a lot of, I don't think nepotism is the right word that I want, but a lot of favors being done for... I know this guy, I know this guy, this is my agent, I'm going to cast this person. Like, I don't know if that happens as much in prestige movies anymore. Like, I'm sure it still does. But I feel like people don't, in really good movies, people don't cast, like, just garbage people because, like, their cousin does the craft services, you know, or something, or, like, the ag- people's agents are the same or whatever. I feel like that yeah. happened more back in the day. I have no evidence to back this. I'm just speculating. Uh, I, I feel like there's th- it's... Go ahead, Go ahead, sorry. Ron. I feel like there's just I don't know. I feel like a lot of seventies, a lot of eighties movies, and maybe even nineties movies, and I don't know if that's it's just a, a weird way of thinking, but I feel like there's a lot of casting mistakes. I feel like there's a lot of shitty actors. I feel like I haven't watched a movie like a newer movie recently where there's like, man, this actor really is kind of terrible. I mean, I feel like right? I feel like a lot of the movies we watched, like older ones, or every time I watch an older movie, I'm like, how did this person get cast? Like the like the sheriff, I guess, in Jaws. Like, how did that happen? Tiny Lester, obviously, you know my griefs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some of these things, like I don't know, I, I, I don't know. I, like Ryan, maybe that's what it is. I feel like uh, that's maybe it's a lot of nepotism, or somebody knows somebody and owed somebody a favor and casted this person and thought, hey, nobody's gonna really notice this guy's. Or gals and not not a good actor, but hey, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel I like know. just the last ten years or so, the bar has just been raised so high, and everybody's like trying to make sure that there's no weak point in their movie because maybe it's just you know an internet thing where if you have like one plot hole, one bad character, one bad actor in your movie, that's all. It's just gonna blow up. That's all anybody's gonna see. It's all anybody's gonna talk about for your movie. Um, so maybe they're just a little bit more cognizant of that now and, and are really trying as to back then, like Brian said, it was just, I could do this guy a favor. Let's get him a sad card. Let's, you know, it, no one's going to care as long as Tom Cruise is in the movie. That's all anybody cares about yeah. anyway. So who cares about all these other guys? Yeah. 
Yeah, I I think too. Maybe in the last couple of years, it's more about making as much money as possible. So if you have weak points, it's gonna be you know glaring. Whereas back then, maybe they just didn't give a shit. It was just like, yeah, it was good enough. But like you said, you know, ah, Tom Cruise is in it. Who gives a shit? Like <laughs> yeah. everyone's gonna be focused on him. It doesn't matter. Did you see? I think um, Jack Nicholson made I think five million dollars on this movie, and he was in it for like maybe five minutes total well the last scene he was in was fairly long but yeah he was only in like four scenes something yeah. like that but yeah good for him get that back hey. even though he's a little bit of an asshole too hey Allegedly. i mean five million dollars in 92 is like 800 billion now <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's do favorite characters um I went last, so I get to go first. I'm going Don't with you do it. I'm gonna do it. You want me to do Don't it? No, you do it. I'm doing Jessup. Oh, okay. obviously, I have to. Um, there's a you know a number of other characters that I really liked. Um, if they don't get picked, maybe I'll Ani Mensch. But th- this the scene with Jack and Tom Cruise at the end made this a decent enjoyable movie for me honestly the rest of the movie i was very kind of checked out again to be fair to the filmmakers and everyone in it and whatever i knew the ending so i was like didn't really give a shit i fell asleep i don't know it may maybe i'm not maybe my score should maybe have an asterisk i don't know but uh i mean jack was incredible like one of you brought up about the not even the truth part, but the speech about him, him being on the wall. Amazing. Um, him just being so goddamn arrogant, even to the judge was so funny. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, he was, he, this scene was really, really good. And I understand why it's iconic, but the rest of the movie. eh. So I'm going to leave a little meat on the table for the cuz. Oh, you picking up what I'm putting down. and and i'm gonna say uh my favorite character was lieutenant sam weinberg kevin pollack i was just so happy that he had like a big part in this movie i enjoyed his kind of internal struggle through the whole thing um i enjoyed the scene in the courtroom after galloway fucks up like just that you know the moment that they have together where he kind of he chides her and he's like, Oh, I strenuously object. <laughs> and like, he goes off on her about that. And then they kind of come to terms at the end. Um, I just like that. He's always kind of that rock for Tom Cruise, even when he doesn't necessarily believe a hundred percent in what he's doing or why he's doing it. He's there for him. Uh, another favorite moment from him when, you know, Tom's shit face drunk, and he asks him if he wants a drink. And he's like, yeah, you're damn right I do. And he has that little swig of Jack with. <laughs> he's just like every time you expect him to be like, nah, man, you fucked up. He's still he's got he's he's Tom Cruise's ride or die in this movie. And I appreciate that from him. I appreciate that. That, you know, a guy like Kevin Pollack had a big role in the movie. And, I, you know, I got it. I wanted to show him some love here. So favorite character is Lieutenant Sam Weinberg. Good choice. I like Kevin Pollack a lot. Same. Uh, my favorite character, while I did love Tom Cruise's performance, you know, there's a lot of over the top from Tom Cruise where I just want to, I just want to zone him out. 
But I'm going to go with Captain Jack Ross, the Baconator. He's nice. the best. I, what I love the most about um, this performance is that he is a friend to Tom Cruise's character. And while he is prosecuting the two men and trying to send them to jail, he understands he has a job to do. But he's not an he's not overly a dick about it, and he's not like you could see that in some other you know courtroom dramas or a movie like that where the prosecutor is just an asshole. He's not. He's 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 a level headed dude. He's he, I don't think I've ever like I don't think he lost his cool once in this movie. I just kind of loved everything about his character. Um, how he kind of just took Tom Cruise's verbal jab at the bar, like Tom, chill out, my guy. <laughs> like you're fucking losing it in the middle of the bar, making a fool, <laughs> fool of yourself. It's it's, it's crazy, <clears throat> but that I don't know, man. that had the, that had the vibes of oh yeah, well I had sex with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was just like you said with with Sorkin. It's just, it's like that scene didn't need to be that fucking dramatic, but like and but that's Tom Cruise and uh, yeah, I. I love everything that Kevin Bacon's in. Kevin Bacon is 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 great in 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 his parts. He was great in JFK. Um, what else was he in that I liked? No, I can't remember. Footloose. Footloose never saw it. Good one. Um, City on a Hill. He was good in. Had to show on Showtime. But yeah, I loved the Captain Jack Ross. Um, level headed prosecutor who was friends with, you know, Tom Cruise and 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 wasn't really a dick about it. And even like he just left his pickup basketball game just to talk to Tom Cruise. He was probably he probably had a, on the verge of a triple double in that, in that game <laughs> with the fantastic George. What was it Georgetown um, Supreme Court? What was it? What yeah, was the his, Supreme uh, Courts or something. It was this tank top? Yeah, the Supreme Court of Georgetown yeah. or something. Georgetown Supreme Courts. <laughs> I mean, please forget about it. Get him on the Hoyas next to Morning and Matumbo. But yeah, Jack Ross, love you, Bacon. Uh, if you listen and come on the pod. I I think the only bad moment as a prosecutor that he had is as soon as uh, Jessup gets on the stand. And like you could tell Tom Cruise is like leading down the direction with, you know, what did you pack and all that stuff. And Bacon immediately objects. He's like, where's this going? He's like, I want to, he's like, where's this leading? And it's like, yeah, I bet you would like to know where he's going with the question. And he's like, sit back, <laughs> sit back and relax. Let, let it happen. Don't get a little too, too jumpy there, Kev. I'm not going to have any fucking bacon slander on this fucking on this podcast. <laughs> uh, no. Hey, listen, I think he was just trying to get a little one up. I'm not, you know, I'm not slandering him. I think he was trying to no, get, know. you know, a little look into the strategy, but. No, you're right. Hey, Bacon has his, his flaws. No, he doesn't. It's perfect. He was also the good fox. in uh, the movie that I mentioned earlier, Crazy Stupid Love, as David Lindhagen. He loves Bacon. <laughs> Love bacon. Oh, Mr. River, too. He's good, Mr. River. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, any... Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's What's right. He's saying. Um, any Ani Menches? I mean, it's it's hard to leave him out. So I will throw the Ani Mensch to, to Tom Cruise in the movie. Like, you know, there is a reason like that arrogant dickhead, but I'm kind of smart. Uh, you know, I don't think it was his worst performance by any means. It, it is probably up there as one of his best, you know, and this is without seeing the Mission Impossible joints. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I thought he did 
you know, very good for the movie, and and he carried it. Wow, you know what Kevin Bacon's working on is a new Beverly Hills Cop movie. Let's go. I know. I got Eddie Murphy's back, Judd Reinhold back, Paul Reiser's in it. Never wow. seen any of them. You haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop? What a film. Maybe we should do Eddie Murphy week. We could. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fucking so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. I go. I'm totally serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Judge Julius Alexander Randolph. Yes, he was very yeah. good. He was very good. Yeah, I love a good judge, good. a little, little stern judge. Um, I mean, fantastic judge. I mean, on the Mount Rushmore is my favorite judge, along with uh, uh, Herman Munster and my cousin Vinny. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What about Judy? Judy could take a back seat. <laughs> I, I like how he had the uh, the moment that every judge has. <laughs> Where like something questionable is happening, he's like, "I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll see where this is going." But get this, like quick. It, but I'll allow it. Yeah. So once once you have that moment as the judge, like you're you're in the top five power rankings of judges. Like you got to let some stuff go. I think it's him, the guy from My Cousin Vinny, uh, the guy from Liar Liar. Yes. And, uh, Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't judge think of another one. Judge Mills Lane. Judge Reinhold. Judge Mills Lane. Judge Steve Harvey as well. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Uh if there's no more Ani Menches, let's move on to scenes. Should we do favorite or least favorite? Uh, I'll go least favorite. All right. Do you want to go first or sure? Because I don't want okay. anybody to take this scene. All right. Um <laughs> I didn't have a lot of least favorite scenes in this movie, but my least favorite scene is the is I think in early in the beginning of the movie with um when Tom Cruise is doing infield practice. The worst, <laughs> the worst swing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> on film. The worst. He had the bat like this, he was holding it like this. Like, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, again, again, like if we're I understand it's difficult to find athletes who are fantastic actors as well. But I mean, he, you know, he takes everything to the extreme, right? He flies fucking jets in his movies. He's jumping out of airplanes. He's crossing the Verrazano and then he's jumping to the Williamsburg Bridge. He's doing all these fucking things by himself. You mean to tell me you couldn't spend an hour and a half, two hours a day just taking batting practice and taking info <laughs> practice with somebody? I mean, it's so unrealistic. Took me out of that entire scene. No way he's any good on a softball team. He's a tryhard and I'm sure everybody didn't was was hoping that he would get disbarred and lose the case so he'd have to play softball with them no more. But um yeah, my least favorite scene in the movie is when when an 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 actor is 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 horrible at playing sports. So that was my least favorite scene in uh in this movie. Tom Cruise hitting infield practice to that terrible second baseman. Oh please the worst. Throw that guy in the outfield. What are we doing? <laughs> get the, the catch fuck in the catcher. Pull <laughs> up Tom Amansky and get him down there to show him a few drills. Oh my God! This is what back to back to back AAU national champ. Shout out to Tom Mansky. But there's nobody in the <laughs> Navy that's a better second baseman than this guy. Are they like? Was this a tryout? What is going on with this guy? How bad could you possibly be at second base? I don't get it. Like you couldn't cast Fred McGriff as the crime dog in a crime movie oh, as the second baseman. 
Fred McGriff, <laughs> underrated baseball player, should be in the he's Hall in, of Fame. Actually, he's in the back, Hall of Fame. You bring back Tom Amansky at full circle with the with the crime dog in the commercial. Yeah. So he's yeah he's the best. Brutal. Um, you want to go, Benny? Or you got you want me to go? Um, I'll go. For me, it was uh, it was the uh, the date. I, I just didn't need it. Like, what did it really? What was done in that scene that couldn't have been done anywhere else? In like the apartment, need, in the apartment, or even they could have had that conversation of what you know why she respected him, like right before he goes out to interrogate, not interrogate, but uh, cross examine Jessup. You know, it was just, I was like, so you could not that give me a man and a woman in a movie that don't have to fuck like every single time. Like I get it. I mean, it gets some people interested on a deeper level, but you know, they can be two people, you know, in the, the, in the movie that, you know, just do their job or just, you know, move the story along. It doesn't have to be a love story every time. I felt like didn't need it. And yeah, I I'm happy that, you know, they kind of abandoned that after that scene, but I just didn't need it and I didn't want it. And Fred McGriff is in the Hall of Fame class 2023 shout out. Is he really? Congrats. He deserves it. Prime dog. Um, I my f- least favorite scene is short. Um, I did not love the fact that uh, Tom Cruise comes home stinking drunk, and then Demi Moore leaves, and he fucking jumps in the car and is driving around trying to get her to come back. Like, come on, wasted. Drunk let fucking is... let fucking Sam do it. What are you doing? Sam's a new dad. What's Sam doing in the car? Come on, dangerous. A lot of coke, probably. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, at that point, like I said, I mentioned earlier, Sam, you know, hit the bottle as well. So he's probably like, you know what? We're both, we both have been drinking. I yeah. trust Tom more again, but this is strengthening my case where he's ride or die for, for Tom. You're wasted. I don't care. I'm in that fucking passenger seat. Let's right. go, Tommy boy. Let's get this done. And he, Tom definitely like, and this is such a movie trope. Like you get, you know, you're fucking blind drunk. And then something happens when you have to, you know, get worked up or whatever. And, you know, of course, you know, you're sober in two seconds. Like, fuck out of here. I hate when they do that shit. I don't. I kind of want to play off this scene a little bit, but I don't want to steal anybody's thunder in favorite scenes. So, Robbie. I just want to say something about Tom Cruise's driving. Um, (laughs) His hand placement on the steering wheel. In that, in the one scene, that one dramatic scene, took me out of that scene because I, I just focused on, again, I, he had his hands like one here, and then here, and he's just driving <laughs> like this, <laughs> and I just couldn't, I couldn't take it. I was like, I never is, has this guy jo- driven a car before. Yeah, Probably I never not. got the I need to shake the wheel when I'm driving. Like that never, that never made sense to me. He was furiously shaking the wheel. He was just driving maybe ten. 10 miles an hour on, on a DC street, probably in Georgetown, a, a Faluton village. And he's just <laughs> ripping the steering wheel. I'm surprised nobody was fucking going, like sh- shifting back and forth. Yeah. I mean, whatever. That's <laughs> but Robbie, did you, does your favorite scene have anything to do with uh, this part of the movie? What part? 
the drunken no. kind of okay so what did you guys think of the drunk meltdown that he has where he's screaming about like i'm gonna go teach typewriting classes and or how to take apart i thought that that was kind of a good performance from him like not not you know not winning any awards over it but i i that was, was like pretty a nice decent tense moment i kind of no, like he's good he's good yeah he's good he's just he's fucking crazy <laughs> he let it like all brian, out of that one. yeah like i was talking to brian the other day and he was saying like he hates tom cruise but he feels like tom cruise is like the last true movie star like he feels like tom cruise is just lives breeds and and eats just movies and loves movies so much um so yeah he's a he's a fucking psychopath outside of it but i do enjoy him in some performances and this was this was one of one of my favorites like i said so i thought that was a good scene yeah me too i you know from the time that he throws everything off the table and he tells sam he's like don't pick it up don't pick it <laughs> yeah, up. that's that's a nice friend so i know some people that would probably tell him to pick it up like ryan would tell <laughs> yeah. me rob pick it up <laughs> what's all this why are you being Tosa, antagonistic Tosa Tosa <laughs> i'm just giving you little on meds <laughs> i i never give you the business what are you i don't know what you're talking about oh i don't maybe i'm thinking about another ryan <laughs> i wish <laughs> i do often think about him so makes sense uh favorite scenes robbie you want to go first no, I, I I'll do a true snake draft. I'll go last. All right. Uh, well, snake draft rules. Then I'll go. I mean, I'm taking it. Jessup, Cruz was the best part of the movie for me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Um, you know, I I mentioned it previously. I'm gonna go with that scene again between. You know the the whole strenuously ob- object. I mean, that, I think that that's the best part of the movie for Demi Moore. I think it's or Demi. I don't know how we, how we say it, but um, that just that the dynamic between the three of them is at its best in that scene. Like you could tell that the twenty hour days is getting to all of them. You know, Tom is. Well, let me use his, his character name. Uh, Kathy is pissed. You know, even though he he's pissed he still gives her some slack um again you know i liked the oh you strenuously object (laughs) well that changes everything um yeah so that was my favorite favorite uh scene because it was just like you know in a movie where it's everything was so dramatic it was really kind of the that and the baseball bat scene were like the two moments of levity um so yeah that's why you know that scene stuck out to me. If I can't go with the with the last scene, I'll pick that one. I'm glad nobody took my scene. I'm going to go with the lunch scene with Demi Moore, um, Tom Cruise, Kiefer Sutherland, Jack Nicholson, and was what's the name in there? JT Walsh was, was Kevin Pollock there. Oh yeah, because yeah, that was another funny part when. They get to the base and he tells them to put the uh, the camouflage on. Yeah. And Tom Cruise turns to Kevin Paul. He's like, nice call with the whites. <laughs> uh, but this is a good scene because, you know, 
you see Danny, uh, you see Colonel Jaffe just being a dick the entire time. Like just want, not really wanting to be there and wanting to get out of there. And then Joe is constantly pressuring um, Jessup the entire time with, you know, badgering with questions. And, you know, you get to see Jessup just like being a misogynistic dick and talking about having a woman, you know, uh, like over him in uh, in rank and, how much of a of an asshole he is to her and 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 the, the the kind of shitty things he says to her, but also it kind of shows you that she kind of gets under his skin and it kind of parlays to the end scene. Like if she's gonna get under his skin, under his skin by keeping on asking the questions, he's gonna snap. He's gonna he's, and he's gonna freak out and he's gonna say something that he shouldn't be saying. So that that played well into the end where Cruz is constantly badgering him a question and then finally fucking and then you know Jessup just snaps and and tells him that he ordered the code right so uh, this is a very good scene with, with great actors just around a table with very sharp dialogue and I and I really enjoyed it as one of my favorite scenes I think the I, thing like w- with that scene too is you get a little bit at the end like I think that's when even going into that scene at the table uh Kathy kind of knows what's going on at that point I feel like and I I thought that he was trying to stop Joe from going at Jessup because he doesn't want them to kind of know that they're on to him like that's the vibe that I got from that scene and and towards the end when uh Joe asked him why he asked for the the transfer order and Kathy's like no I already knew that it was bullshit at that point so I just that dynamic of like that was the first kind of sign that all right, Kathy kind of figured it out and he he's like just testing the waters and probing it. Uh and and just having all those main players at the same table outside of the courtroom where you know like this is really the place where anything goes and you get the true look of Jessup at like who he you know who, who he really is and he kind of shows tips his hand a little bit. Um yeah, I think it's a great pick by you. Great scene. Yeah, you know what? I didn't. I didn't even <clears throat> pick up on that. I just thought it was just being a dick to Joe the entire time. But yeah, it makes it kind of better, and it kind of lessens like how much of a thought I was. I thought Jaffa was being a dick in that scene, not really understanding like, hey, he's he's a smart enough to understand who Jessup is and, and that the transfer order was bullshit and they didn't file any kind of paperwork and he just want, he didn't like he didn't want to show his hand. So yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. But like I always say, you are a lot smarter than me. So listen, babe, no one's smarter than you. Sweetheart. It's you, <laughs> kid. It's always been you. <laughs> uh any Ani Menches for favorite scenes? Uh, I like the, I mean, this is kind of where like I would have liked to see it on the stage is it's not the montage, but it's them doing all the prep work and it's, everything's kind of flowing around the pizza comes in and uh, you know, that, that the part where he's doing the, the trial run of the cross-examination of the doctor and he's like, Oh, was there any sign of violence other than, you know, the, the and he's like, uh, besides the dead body. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is like, oh, I, I keep walking right into that one. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I love that. That was kind of like a little bit of a, you could definitely see that playing out on the stage. And like, you know, it's, it's kind of a dance between all three of those characters. Quick shout out to the doctor played by Christopher Guest, who mm-hmm. if you don't know is in a bunch of good, funny movies. It wasn't he in um, <clears throat> Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, and um, like Waiting for Guffman, those type of Mighty Wind, those movies and uh, Spinal Tap, you know, a bunch of stuff. But yeah, I guess he might maybe because Princess Bride, maybe he's like buddies with Rob Reiner or something. Probably. Probably yeah. Um, Good pick, Benny. You know, montage scenes. That was a good one. I love that. Um. I'd be remiss to say I do love opening statements in a courtroom drama. So I thought that was pretty cool setting a stage for what each side was going to argue. I always love that. Um, you know, nobody did it better than my cousin Vinny, but I could just, I could, you know, <laughs> I, I do love um, those kind of scenes in courtroom drama. I, I think it, I, I think it's great and just kind of lays out where each side is headed. And it's always, it's always good to see uh, good actors. Uh, with good writing, doing those kind of uh, kind of parts and scenes. Everything that guy said was bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, um. All right. Should we move on? Oh, I'll do one more because I, yeah, I didn't give him, I didn't give him an Ani Mensch for best actors, but so I'll kind of parlay it into giving Kiefer Sutherland roses on his when he's being examined like i thought that was a good scene between um tom cruise and him uh he i I don't know much about Kiefer sutherland other than um 24 so i'm interested in in kind of seeing what else he got up to in the in the 90s there uh his dad's like super famous right yeah donald Sutherland. yeah he's the he was in um Jigsaw, what the fuck is that? Saw wasn't Donald Sutherland like kind of the bad guy in that I one? Think so, not or maybe the phone booth or something, something fucking weird. No, but Keeper Sutherland was the bad guy in the phone booth. No, so uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed that scene between the two of them. I, I, you know, give me, give me a big asshole that you know uses God as a crutch, yeah, and and like just uses that as his excuse for everything, and that'll get me every time and make me hate him. So yeah, no, he was he was good. Uh, I like that scene between the two of them. Who's who uses God more as a crutch, Kiefer Sutherland in this movie or the Warden in Shawshank Redemption? Oh, Lee's oh. the worst of all time. I gotta go. I, I gotta go. The Warden. What a big dick he was. He was a dick. I think I somebody <clears throat> forgot what I what I saw or read, but I think somebody gave that a nine point four. No way. <laughs> Tell me about it. And the plumber. At a 10 or at, at a 9.5? No, at a 10. <laughs> Forget it. This disgusting I mean, as they say. Yeah. Who gave who gave that person the right to judge anything? I I don't understand where the hate is coming from today. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I've been nothing but good to you. Listen, you know, love comes through jest. Does it though? It said. Of course. You're a man. You can't show love. You show, you know, you. You antagonize. I tell you guys I love you all the time. It's because you're more evolved. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking cunts. <laughs> um, 
right. You really do love me. I do. Um, how could we make this movie better? You guys have any ideas? Anybody want to go first? I I mean, I I really don't. Um, I thought the pacing was good. I didn't find it, you know, I didn't find it boring. Um, I thought it I thought it went smooth and, and fairly quickly. Um I don't really know. Yeah, like maybe the only thing, like Benny said, I'm not trying to steal his thunder is take just take the, the date scene completely out. That that did nothing for me. I don't really care. Um, there was no sexual tension. I didn't need any sexual tension. Tom Cruise is a robot, uh, and he has no sexual attention on anybody in any movie. So I don't need to see that again. So that was really it. Give me a better director. Um, that's that would I, I would have liked that. There's only one scene that really stood out to me in the whole movie, and it was or one shot I should say, and it's when they're in the courtroom and they're like fast forwarding between um witnesses and they have that shot tracking and then it goes to the pillar and then when it comes out the other side of the pillar there's a different witness on the stand and they're they're you know moving the the trial along like other than that there wasn't really anything that stood out to me directing wise um it was just kind of bland and almost a little corny for what the movie could have been um i would have maybe liked a little darker in some spots so yeah just give me a different director and maybe take 10 15 minutes off the movie agree with that and i mean of course my personal wish was that i didn't know anything going into this movie i think i would have liked it more um i also i would have liked a little more maybe um stuff about tom or kathy's dad um and like maybe a little more like him trying to prove himself to like step out of his dad's shadow that kind of thing that might have been I don't know. Maybe it would have added a little take away the date shit and the sexual, the quote unquote sexual tension and put some more daddy issues in there. <laughs> I laugh because I was thinking of the scene when they go to meet Jessup for the first time and he's like, oh, I remember your father. How is he doing? Uh, he's been dead for seven years. <laughs> well, aren't I the fucking asshole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's always a good a Jack Nicholson quote somewhere around there in every movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, any any other suggestions? I got one. Yeah. Wait, wait, you do? What is it? Well, it involves a guy named Matt Damon. Oh, I'm I'm in. I'm excited. So we're gonna play America's favorite game, Ryan. Spin the wheel, cause it's overtime with matt damon <laughs> uh give me matt damon as and i'm gonna steal it i'm gonna do it uh as kathy how come on electric that movie would have been with him as he already had the boston red sox hat i mean as soon as i saw that i was like oh it's a law movie he's wearing he's from boston he was right there and no disrespect to uh kevin bacon give me ben affleck as uh well, you're gonna do that. I was gonna cast fucking Affleck too. You fuck. <laughs> well, I won't say who I was gonna cast him as. Then I'll no, leave it go at ahead. That. Go ahead. And no, 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 it's okay. Give me so give me Matt Damon as 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 Caffey. Uh, the you know, I got no rhymes for him this week. I was just so excited to make him the lead in this movie that uh, 
I'm going to jump all over it. Robbie, you want to go? Yeah. Give me an older, leaner, meaner, sophistifunk, aristocrat, <laughs> detective. Give me Matt Damon in a new role as William Costigan Sr. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, hopefully I'm getting his, it, that's his name, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's uh, Leo's name. Oh no, what's what's my name? His name in the Departed. Sorry, uh, Billy. No, oh, it's but well, I'm all over the fucking place. Um, Colin um, something. I have it for you one second. Colin. It is Colin. It just says Colin. That's all I got for you. Yeah. All right, Ryan, edit this out. Give me Matt Damon as <laughs> Colin Sr. Like I said before, I like my dramas, my legal dramas, where somebody's getting threatened or somebody's giving vital information and you don't know who he is. So give me Colin Sr. as the newsstand man. Give me Matt Damon as the guy working as the newsstand, but every time every time Jaffe goes to the newsstand, He's he's feeding him. Check the log books, and he's giving him the fucking <laughs> daily news. Check the flight logs, giving him the fucking Sports Illustrated. He's feeding him information, working as an informant, and getting all the vital details that Jaffe needs to to know to win this case. So he's working overtime at the newsstand, <laughs> feeding Jaffe it. information. So any little thing that he needs. You know, Jaffe, Jessup ordered the, ordered the code red. How do you know? Just fucking follow the fucking, follow the rules. You know, follow <laughs> the book. So, yeah, give me Matt Damon in an older part. Maybe prosthetics. Maybe as, you know, old, an old version as the guy in Saving Private Ryan that Benny thought was Benjamin Button. So, give me that. <laughs> give me Matt Damon as the newsstand, man. Colin Sullivan. There you go. Fantastic. Colin Sullivan Sr. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, what Benny sort of stole my choice, but what I was gonna say is, give me, give me two best friends, the two best friends that we've ever seen, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, the Boston Boys, coming down and playing Dawson and the other one, Freak, Downey. Oh. <laughs> it's Dawson's Creek. Dawson and Creek. Um, yeah. Ha- give me, give me Matt Damon as uh. Fuck, I keep forgetting these guys' names. Downey, uh, Dawson, and Downey. Yeah, give me Matt Damon as Dawson, the one who can talk and doesn't need fucking his buddy to tell him what to do on the stand, and that dummy Ben Affleck can be Downey. And he just sits there and just just lets Matt Damon <laughs> boss him around because that's how it is in real life, I'm sure. And just military haircuts, looking lean and mean and clean. That would be fantastic. I was going to have um, Ben Affleck take over Kevin Bacon's role and he was the prosecutor. Love it. So they go at each other. So they go at each other. Yeah. And but we would still have a deep love for each other at the same time. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, w- I was going to, you know, figure out a way to get Kevin Bacon back in there too. maybe have him as one of the, the Marine boys. So I wasn't going to, you know, completely shit on Kevin Bacon. B, 
Bacon would have been good in in Sutherland's role. He he plays a good like kind of psychopath. I like that he's always kind of like you don't never know. The wild what card. Kevin Bacon? Yeah, what Kevin Bacon's up to? It's he's like got real that bacon. Little- yeah, you put it in the pan, it might splatter on you. It might burn really <laughs> quick. You never know what's going on. It's delicious, but it might clog your heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a wild card. Um, all right. Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, with few good men. Enjoyed it. Glad I saw it. It was it was a good one to check off the list. Yeah, I'm glad I saw it too. I agree. I've been meaning to see it for a long time. I just, man, I fucking I hated that I knew what was going to happen. I had no agency in this movie. Like, I didn't care. Stupid. Yeah. I mean, now you know kind of how I feel watching some of these movies where I know yeah. some some broad strokes. Like, 30 years later, I'm like, hey, spoiler alert, not really necessary. If you haven't seen it by now, yeah. what are you doing? But I feel like some of those other movies, like an action movie, a comedy, it's not as as big a deal to get the like broad strokes of it where a movie like this, like when you know it's like, you know, you know, the twist. Um, yeah. It's like, why? Why am I even doing this? Because, like I said, the whole the best part about a legal drama is like, oh, fuck, are they going to do it? They're going to get him off. What's going to happen? Oh, he's, he's look at him. He's figuring it out. He's got the call logs and everything. <laughs> But I was just like, eh, he's going to get him. And we know how. Yep. Um, All right. Well, if there's nothing else to say, um, as usual, thank you for listening. Please send us an email. I neglected off the top. Send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, That's where we have votes every Friday. Typically pick three movies and let you guys vote on it. Um, Have at it. Yeah, next time pick the fucking Rainmaker, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to go outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you so much. We love it. We love you. Robbie, tell him good night. Good night, Commander Galloway. Uh, we'd like you to leave the room so we can talk about <laughs> you behind your back. <laughs> uh, you that want me on that scene. wall. <laughs> You need me on that one. <laughs>